Welcome to a brand new Power Half Hour on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahochko. My co-host on the West Coast is Chad Smart. Hello, Chad. Hello, Greg. How are you? Just another banner day at the Mahochko household. Trying to make sure we all stay healthy. That's good. I mean, how you know, with the holidays coming up, you don't want to be sick over the holidays. As we record this on uh, the fifteenth, it's Tuesday. I got I got confused for some reason. I thought today was Thursday. <laughs> I mean Wednesday. Anyway, uh, so people hear this obviously uh, on the seventeenth. Next Wednesday is my son's fifth birthday. So we've got birthday and Christmas all kind of jam packed in there. So we're trying to make sure that we all stay above board and uh, and keep uh, all the sicknesses, virus included, away. So uh, that's what we're doing right now. Right this second. Uh, yeah, next Wednesday I will be on a plane traveling. Hopefully not being infected or getting other people sick. So, well, uh, as much as we love you, Chad, you're not welcome here. Oh, fine. <laughs> you go take that crap down to Kevin's house. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We don't, you know. Anyway, uh, tis the season, as uh, we've been saying for a few weeks now here on the Power Half Hour. And, uh, Chad, you have brought us another classic seasonal favorite topic to talk about. What do you have for us? Because you came prepared. You have an outline. I just have words. Well, the last episode we discussed Christmas TV specials, and and I feel like we were just, um, as I said in the description, turretting <laughs> episodes as they came to mind and didn't really have a flow of conversation. So with this week's topic being the highly original, not at all cliched, favorite Christmas movie discussion, um, I felt it best to kind of set some parameters or just talk and, and instead of throwing out random movies and being like, did you see this one? Did you like this one? Let's actually talk about Christmas films. So Uh-oh. my first question to you is what makes a good Christmas or holiday film? Does it have to deal with the specific holiday? Is it just, you know, learning the, uh, lesson of putting away the materialism and focusing on the family, stop overworking and focus on the family. What to you encapsulates a good holiday film? It has to, I I don't have many criteria, but I have at least two. The movie has to take place over Christmas, Christmas Eve, you know, that the December 24th, 25th have to be involved and secondly, the movie has to have been theatrical, theatrically released in end of November or December, where it's in theaters in the holidays. So you don't consider the Ben Affleck awesome Christmas movie that I can't think that, of the name Is that on. Reindeer Games? Uh no, not Reindeer Games. It's the one with the awesome Black Doodah character. Um, its name escapes me, but it, came, it was released in theaters mid-October, I believe, in order to have a DVD release in time for Christmas. Black Doodah character? Yeah. I don't know. It's his black grandfather. 
I don't know what movie this is. It's it's like Surviving Christmas or I know it's not for Christmases because I believe that's Reese Witherspoon. Correct. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Surviving Christmas 2004. Okay, there you go. If you, I'm guessing you have not seen Surviving Christmas. Though. It, it doesn't ring a bell. Uh, but does it take place? James Gandolfini, uh, Ben Affleck, um, others. Uh, does it? Christina Applegate. Does it take place at Christmas time? Yes, it does. Okay, then it counts. My, my yeah, but two, it was released in October. Well, that's okay. I Halloween. Mean, oh well, you know that's a good point. Okay, then no. It wasn't even in theaters, you're saying? It wasn't even in theaters in December? No, I believe they tried to get the DVD out in time for... Okay. Uh, then no, I'm going to say no. And I'm going to take a hardline okay. stance on that because it will probably come into play uh, later in this episode where we're... Uh, not we. I'm going to piss off a lot of people. <laughs> um, yeah, according to IMDb, Surviving Christmas was released to DVD just nine weeks after it opened in theaters. It opened, my webpage will reload, I'll tell you, it opened October 22nd, so, of 2004. So, you know, when you're in that mood for Halloween, and you're wanting to see either the new Saw movie or the new <laughs> Chucky movie, and here comes Ben Affleck, Surviving Christmas. Sliding, sliding into the holiday. Uh, so... <laughs> Nightmare Before Christmas. Is that a Halloween movie, chat or a Christmas movie? Uh, I think that's a Chrisween movie. <laughs> Christoween <Or> movie? Christmas. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know where I stand. I, I, Again, this is going to... This might be our most controversial slash least popular episode ever. I don't know where I stand on Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't think it's very... I don't think it has a lot of rewatchability to it. Uh, I don't know if I'm on an island on that. I know I'm on an island on what I'll say later in the show. Um, I just, it's too, and I get it, it's stop motion animation. Uh, so I, I take it with a grain of salt that that's part of its quote unquote charm. It just, it, the story doesn't amuse me enough to draw me in uh, to, to make me want to Except the fact that it's stop motion animation, uh, I don't, I don't dislike it. I, I actually sat down to to try to watch it uh, at Chris or no at Halloween time, and I'm just like, I can't, I can't do it. You know, find find me something else. I, it's it's very, it's good for its time, but its time was 28 years ago. So. Well, Greg, I believe you have just been banned from Hot Topic for life. <laughs> uh, that, and that's okay. I will say that Disneyland, to the best of my recollection, will dress the Haunted Mansion in the Nightmare Before Christmas motif for both Halloween from October through December, thus making it a Halloween and Disney attra or Christmas attraction. So... Um, based on that, I'm going to have to say that Nightmare Before Christmas does fall into both a Halloween and a Christmas film, and that's fine. Again, I don't, I don't dislike the movie. It's just I can't, you know, once you've seen it, 
Okay, you've seen it. Moving on. Uh, we saw at Halloween time, you know, so about two months ago, we, uh, I had seen it. I drive past it on my way to and from work and it's a house, uh, along my, my work, you know, commute that they have a bunch of lights up in their front yard, uh, in the, what looked like a screen on their front porch. Like, Oh, you know, it says, you know, lights show display, whatever from you know, nightly five thirty nine thirty whatever it was and tune into a, a particular radio station. So, like they do that, they he projected, you know, the the opening song from Nightmare Before Christmas, and so you know, okay, but even that didn't really cap captivate my son as much as some of the, like the the. So I don't know. It, it's it's got its place in pop culture chat. It's just for me, it's it's a bit of a miss. Okay, I mean i I am a fan. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I actually watched it. So it, it's not a yearly tradition around my household. But then again, other than the Apple and pump up the volume, I don't really have yearly traditions. Maybe cats. Cats will be added to New Year's traditions. Oh, oh Chad. Oh, Chad. Um. So getting back to the theme of Christmas movies, though, do you feel like – because most Christmas films – do follow the formula of, you know, the person who's too wrapped up in their own life to appreciate the holiday season or to appreciate the family. Do you feel like that needs to be in a Christmas movie to make it good? Or do you think that is a, a trope that has been way overdone and we need better holiday movies with, with better plots? So I, I mean, the, be it be it a, a Christmas movie or not, that's kind of a trope for a lot of movies. You know, there's always some type of of uh, you know our, our hero is on some type of path towards you know personal betterment uh, or growth. But even I mean, it we've seen it so much in, in uh, on film now, but it goes you know it predates film. I look at uh, the book, not the movie, but the book, uh, A Christmas Carol. I mean, that's Ebenezer Scrooge was kind of that first, you know, hero who had to take that that journey and, and at Christmas time. <laughs> there, you can go back in classic literature uh, and and find you know a, a plethora of of examples of uh, you know uh, of individuals who had to take you know these these journeys before they could you know reach their destination for for whatever reason. I know it's not exactly apples to apples, but like uh, Odysseus in the Odyssey, he had to. Uh, you know, he had to grow before, you know, his, his hubris kind of uh, got the best of him at the beginning of his story, and he had to grow and, and accept his place in the world before the gods would would let him return home. Um, so it, it's is it a trope? Yeah, it's a familiar trope, but it also it's it's one that I think uh, you know we need as as humans to you know remember that we're all flawed and we all have the ability to overcome, you know, those flaws and, and grow as people. So, I mean, it's, it's a little hokey and cliche at times, but, uh, it's, you know, it's a little necessary, especially at the holidays when we're reminded to kind of be our best version of ourselves. Well, speaking of Christmas Carol, my, my next question that, that, that I had for you is obviously that is probably the most popular Christmas story and Christmas theme 
that that it gets remade several times. It, obviously, Scrooge is in there, but um, I was going to say, do we need another Christmas Carol type movie? Because we have a Muppet Christmas Carol, which we talked about last time, and I think it's been you you can't beat that pinnacle of success. So, do we just need to stop making a Christmas Carol? Um. Yeah, I I think you know when when you've achieved a certain level of of perfection, you know it's like you're not going to correct me if I'm wrong. You're not going to remake It's a Wonderful Life, are you? Um. Well, they are currently. I don't know when they're doing it, but they're doing a table read of It's a Wonderful Life with Pete Davidson playing the Jimmy um, Stewart character. Uh-huh. That's for charity. It's just a table read. It's not an actual production. But uh, no, I don't think – I think That's it would be crazy to remake It's a Wonderful Life as an actual production. I'm sorry, but Pete Davidson as George Bailey makes me want to take like a melon baller and scoop out my eyeballs. I don't find anything entertaining about him. No disrespect or maybe disrespect. I don't know. There's just nothing about him that that screams. I'm I'm gonna watch whatever he, that guy's doing, you know. Um, so that makes me sad to hear you say that, Chad. Um, I, I'm at a loss for words. No, I I think we could again, as we talked about it last week. The Muppet Christmas Carol is my favorite version of the Christmas Carol. I think we watched. Uh, most of it again last night up until the uh, uh, Ghost of Christmas Future, and then it was my son's bedtime. And so uh, I, you know, I'm not between that and Scrooged. I honestly have enough. You know, if if I could just have those two, then that's all the Christmas Carol I need. And I think a lot of people would agree with that. Um, I'm trying to think of other famous adaptations of A Christmas Carol. Um, the one that you probably don't need to watch is American Carol, which was um, actually based on the 4th of Ju- It's based around the 4th of July. It's by, I believe, David Zucker, who huh. you know, one of the directors of Airplane. And it's all about Michael Moore learning to love America again. <laughs> but um, so not a Christmas film. Uh, Patrick Stewart played Ebenezer Scrooge um, in one version there's one, and obviously I think a lot of people might remember, I don't know if it's a Robert Zemeckis joint, uh, the motion capture, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um, was that Robert Zemeckis? Yes. Okay. And then I, I actually just, I know it's in one of my cues or watch lists on one of the many streaming sites out there. I want to say maybe it's Jude Law... I'd, I'd have to look, and I, I don't remember off the top of my head. But, you know, and I don't rem- I remember watching the old ones, like this is the one that would have been predating Albert Finney as Ebenezer Scrooge. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, might have been, gosh, you might have to go back to the 50s or something for for this particular version. Um, but I I can't remember who played it, but that was like my first introduction to A Christmas Carol. And, and honestly, I, I until I would kind of get hooked on the Muppet version of, of all versions. And anyway, let's not forget the uh, uh, 
Disney's Christmas Carol with Mickey Mouse's, uh, you know, and actually Scrooge McDuck is Ebenezer Scrooge and, and Mickey is uh, Bob Cratchit. But, um, yeah, I, I forgot. I, I derailed my own train of thought there accidentally. Um, but yeah, that was that old, old version was my introduction. And, and I have a much deeper appreciation for that story now than I did even 20 years ago. So it's, it's classic. All right. And, and, and yeah, I, I'm with you that it, I don't want to interrupt you, but I would, would like to, uh, uh, do an add on, on, it's either on Hulu or it's on Amazon Prime and it's the man who invented Christmas. And it's, the, it's a story of Charles Dickens and like his, you know, it's a dramatization obviously, but it's, you know, uh, it's the story of how he wrote, uh, a Christmas carol. So I would encourage, I would encourage any of our listeners and any, any Christmas fans to watch that. It's a, it's very, very intriguing and stars Christopher Plummer, who, by the way, still alive. Yeah. Good and, for him. Uh, not from a recent film, but from a film 30 years ago, he was in a movie called where the heart is, which, um, has not Gwyneth Paltrow, um, <laughs> Uma Thurman and, um, uh, can't think of his name. He played Marty McFly's dad, Crispin Glover. Oh, and uh, and Chris uh, Christopher Plummer plays a homeless guy named something that I cannot say here on this family friendly programming. Mm. So um, it's not and a Christmas movie, though. A more recent um, movie. I will say that starring Christopher Plummer. Uh, I said a more recent movie starring Christopher yep. Plummer where he does die is Knives Out, and I encourage anybody to watch that as well. Has some has some also language. not a Christmas movie though. No. No, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, something about Christmas. Oh, um, Kirk Cameron made a movie about the war on Christmas. That's all I have to say about that. Okay. I, I, I believe don't know you. If anybody actually saw it, but um, yeah, if you're interested, I'm sure it is on the web somewhere. You can. You're yeah. looking it up. I can hear you typing right now. Yes, I am. Sorry, I was trying. Sa- Saving Christmas came out in 2014. And, uh, yeah, uh, that's all I'm going to say. We're going to move on. <laughs> and next. Maybe, mainly because I have not seen the movie, so I don't know. I, I can't, I'm sure a lot of the reviews are probably more snark based on just hating Kirk Cameron sure. than being anything. the Antichrist. The you know, movie, the, I'm sure the movie itself is not that great. The reviewers being the devil, demons of hell. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. Exactly. <laughs> uh, right. Although, you know, Candace Cameron, Kirk's sister, has probably made some good Hallmark Christmas movies. So oh, probably. So it evens out. Anyway, going back to the holiday theme, I'm, I'm stretching for time because I know that there's one movie that we have to talk about, but um, we're not supposed to talk about. And there was another movie that I wanted to bring up prior to that one, and I can't remember what it was at this time. I know um, I had a very – Oh, go ahead. Okay. I'll throw this one out because this one has been redone a couple of times, and – it, it was based on a TV special, which we discussed, and then had a live-action movie, and then an animated film came out last year, and this is The Grinch. Mm-hmm. And I 
I am one that the, the cartoon special is fine. The Scott Mosier directed computer animated film is fine. The Jim Carrey version directed by Ron Howard is an abomination against all humanity. And I, I, I think that that one probably doesn't get a lot of uh, mention at Christmas time. Maybe it does. I don't know. Not what, in my circles because the Jim Carrey one. Except that, yes, we don't talk about the Grinch. I think for but, the longest time, it's sad to say, but there's you know, a generation that that's their Grinch. You know, it's like there's a generation whose favorite Star Wars movie is Phantom Menace because that was like their introduction to Star Wars. That doesn't yeah. make either of them right, uh, but it makes them, yeah, uh, you know, it makes things a little, a little, uh, pills a little easier to swallow. Uh, for me, I, I'm in your camp as far as, uh, you know, the, the short, the TV specials where it's at. I mean, by the way, and I think I mentioned this last week, you can, if you listen to Pandora, like a Christmas station on Pandora music, uh, they will, like, I haven't had it happen to me yet, but they will have the entire audio in one clip from the, the, the classic special. So you get mm-hmm. all the classic narration and the, the song and everything all spliced in. It's really well done. Um, the Scott Mosier directed version with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. I, I have a special place in my heart for that because that's actually the first movie that my wife and I took a, our son to see in the theater. Uh, and, you know, he was about as ambivalent as, as one could possibly be because he was three at the time. I think it came out two years ago. I might be wrong. You might be right on the one year uh, ago. But uh, we, we just took him and he's like, oh, why why am I having to sit still? <laughs> what is going on with all these things on this massive t- uh, screen? Um, but that will also always you know carry a special memory for me. And honestly, for a, a while, it was, you know, it was nice to get not that we ever needed elaboration on the Grinch's past, like Dr. Seuss did never like leave cliff notes of make sure that, you know, when they, when they embellish on the story, make sure they say this, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, but you know, it, it was, it was a different take on it. It, uh, having been through the universal backlot tour and you can see some of those set pieces and some of the car designs, I mean, that was like an ad, like, holy crap, I actually remembered that. Um, but you know, it, it, I feel bad for Jim Carrey. Because I know, you know, he he was very, I don't want to say critical, but he was very uh, uncomfortable in in some of that makeup, and particularly the yellow contacts that he had, like whole whole eyeball contact lenses, because this is all before CGI, where they could just you know digitize yellow onto your eyes. Mm. Um, but is you know of the three, honestly, it, it's kind of like my it's the the bringing up the back end of the race. Yeah, I, you know, going on with the movies and, and the Scott Mosher directed film, I, it's a whole nother topic where we could go off on, do we need more details on these characters or, you know, do we need backstory? Do we need origin stories all the time? Or can we just let a film lie in its own entity mm-hmm. and, and move on to something new? Uh, I vote. We should, and we don't need all the origin stories, but we do need more Christmas stories. Or we've been focusing on Christmas mainly because you and I both, that is our primary holiday of the winter season. But, you know, do we need more Hanukkah movies or Kwanzaa movies or I don't know what other holidays fall into the holiday realm, but um, 
you know, there was a movie by Christopher Guest called Home for. It was no, it was a, the movie within the movie was called Home for Pure Purim, but the movie was called For Your Consideration. Hmm. It was more about the actors making this really bad film, but somehow they start thinking that they're all going to get Academy Award nominations out of it. But that, you know, I can't think of any actual movies focusing on Purim, which is a Jewish holiday. And, and just, you know, I think, especially in this era that we live in now, where everything has to be, ex, uh, you know, um, not accepting, it's not the word I'm looking for, but diverse, mm-hmm. to where we have to recognize everybody, is it time that we get more of the other holiday-type films instead of just Christmas films? I would say... I know there's a market for it, and so I'm, I'm trying to, you know, choose my words carefully. If there's a demand for it, I mean, look, you can take Hallmark, and of the, I don't know how many different, they they announce some massive number every year, like they're trying to set a new record, and we have, you know, 73 new Hallmark Christmas, you know, holiday original movies this year, things like that. Well, you can throw in some, you know. Uh, religiously diverse <laughs> movies, you know, like you can, and I'm not saying they have to be relegated to Hallmark uh, or Lifetime or, or Freeform or wherever, but yeah, I mean, it. same, same with, uh, you know, and, and I'm probably making pretty massive leaps, you know, here, uh, lo- leaps of logic, but uh, Black Panther and Captain Marvel, Wonder Woman were all massive uh, successes at the box office because they showed, they showed the world what, you know, hey, it's not just, you know, white guys in tights. You know, it's there's a little bit of diversity. There's females. There's, you know, a, a, a black man, things like that. And, like, you can do that, you know. And, and I think in some of these, again, I, I have to go, not that I've seen them all, but, you know, if they're on TV. We have, you you have, you know, uh, interracial couples, things like that. You have, you know, some, you know racial diversity, but you don't have any um, real cultural diversity. It seems like they're all participating in Christmas movies. And I think that there's a place, I mean, may, perhaps it's uh, in, in a, I don't know if it's mocking, but Futurama was, was first on the scene because they had, you know, Santa Claus, but they had Hanukkah bot and Kwanzaa bot, you know, and, mm-hmm. and in, when they came back to comedy central, they had, uh, you know, their holiday special and they, uh, Kwanzaa Bot and Hanukkah Bot each get, you know, time to, uh, you know, say just a few things, you know, it's not much, uh, and, but, you know, they get to explain a little bit about, about some of that culture and heritage and there, there's a place for it. Um, you know, we just got to make sure that it's handled correctly. Yeah, I, you know, I, I can understand that we, we need the diversity, but again, not being familiar with, I guess, the other, re, you know, religious ceremonies or, or holidays to an extent of, um, you know, is there something different that you would do with the story or do you just put it all in December and call it happy holiday movie? But yeah. And that's the thing too is, is it has to be truer to, you know, it's 
while Christmas is oftentimes, you know, perhaps too often, you know, materialistic uh, and, and depicted that uh, that way in, in movies, they can, you know, I, I agree. You can't just say, well, it's a, a romantic comedy rather than Christmas. It's over Hanukkah, you know, or over Kwanzaa. You have to, I think, it, I think it would be important if to incorporate more aspects of, of that heritage uh, into, into the story. But I, I'm not in Hollywood. I don't know how things work. <clears throat> um, I think they say what's popular and then you make 50 more of them <laughs> to be released next month. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually this week's uh, episode of the Simpsons play off of the Hallmark um, Christmas movie and how they have one for every day of the, of the month, basically. Um, Season episode, I'd recommend checking it out. But then again, I'm one of the few people that still watches The Simpsons Weekly and thinks that while they're not season three through nine, great. They're not seasons 12 through 16, terrible either. So, Chet, I've got a date I want you to keep in mind as we're wrapping things up here. That's July 15th, 1988. And do you know why the that date, date's significant? The greatest Christmas movie ever came to the theaters. No. Uh, that's the movie that Die Hard came into uh, theaters, which is not a Christmas movie. We discuss it more, but we're out of time. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.